AfroTales Podcast is a part of the Connected Podcast Network. Ahoy, my friends. Welcome aboard the AfroTales Podcast. I'm your storyteller, Aman Mazinga. Join me as we explore the tales that grew from the people of indigenous and African descent in the Americas and the Caribbean. After, come and see me, chef, who will impart upon you a recipe for the story you have just heard. So with no further ado, let us set sail on this new age of exploration. The Laos Drum In a country long away from here, a king had a pretty daughter who played a drum that could be heard all over the kingdom. Since kings in those days used to invite princes to their places so that their daughters could look them over, this king held a banquet. The princes came from near and far. The one who guessed what the princess's drum was made from would win her hand. Not a single one guessed correctly. Now, the princess was in love with a certain prince who lived in the town but hadn't dared show up at the palace because he was an enemy of the king. One day, the princess was on the balcony when the prince was standing at his window and she called to him. Come, guess. Tell them the drum is made from the skin of a louse that my maid servant found on my head. Unfortunately, the prince was not close enough to catch this information. But an old man sitting under the balcony heard every word. He got up and went straight to the palace guard and asked for an audience with the king. The king took one look at him and said, Guess... His guests will be hanged by the neck. Yeah, if you are such a wise man. What's my daughter's drum made of? The old man answered. The drum you're talking about is made from the skin of a louse that the maidservant found in the princess's head. And yourself, you, gave the order for it to be fattened up until the skin was large enough to make a drum. Since the king's promises are promises for keeps, the king had to call his daughter and tell her he was about to give her away to a greybeard and a pauper at that. No matter that the girl protested, the king arranged for their marriage and immediately banished them both from the palace. The princess had an idea. She suggested to her old husband that they go bathing together at the end of the Roaring Falls. Off they went, and when the old man had bathed a while, he laid down to rest beside the falls. As soon as he had dropped off to sleep, the princess pushed him over the bank. He disappeared in the spray, but at the same moment something jumped on her back and suddenly she had a lump on her shoulder. From then on, whenever she spoke, the lump answered her. On and on she traveled, through forests, across rivers, 
and past villages until at last she came to the city of a king with a son that interested her. Pretending she couldn't speak so that no one would discover the talkative lump on her shoulder, she found employment in the king's kitchen. They called her the Mute. She caught the prince's eye and he wondered if the new kitchen maid might not be more than a humble servant girl, perhaps some kind of princess. But the prince had already been promised to a young woman of that city. When his engagement day had arrived, the date was set for the wedding. One day, the queen asked the new kitchen girl to make her a corn dough pudding. As the princess started to cook it up, she remembered the lump on her shoulder, which was quite fatty. And she said to it, Hey, lump, won't you come down on my arm? Needless to say, it answered her. Sure, why not? Then she said, Hey, lump, come down to my hand. Sure, why not? Hey, lump, come down to the tip of my finger. Sure, why not? And when the lump was dangling from her fingertip, she quick took a knife and sliced it off and it dropped into the pudding and it shouted, Hey, hey, I'm melting, I'm melting. But she was unmoved by its cries. When she tried her voice and found that she was at last free, she was greatly relieved. For the time being, however, she remained silent. The queen thought the pudding was delicious. Ugh. That evening, the mute put on a green dress and shoes to match, rouged her face the way princesses do, and when she finished, she was quite presentable. She knew where the princess' bride-to-be lived, so she went there and walked in front of the house. The prince and his betrothed were standing on the balcony. The prince recognized the mute and completely forgot himself. He brought it out. You, you look like the princess my heart has dreamed of. She answered. You've seen your princess in dreams. Now, see her in life. The prince shook himself loose from his betrothed arm and ran after the mute. How, how, how can it be? You are not a mute at all. He took her hand in his and led her to his coach. By the time they reached the palace, they were ready to announce their engagement. You can imagine how surprised the king and queen were when the princess told them her story. To celebrate the wedding, they invited all the neighboring kings and queens, and the guests included the princess's father and mother, who found nothing to fault in their new son-in-law. The end.
Wow. So, another great story. <laughs> Latin American Folk Tales by Jean Beerhurst is giving me gems of stories. First things first. Do you know what a louse is? If you don't, a louse is lice. Like head lice, right? A flea, things of that nature. Ticks. This is this is what this drum skin was. How did they magically fatten up a a lice, a louse to the size they need to then skin it and <laughs> make a drum out of it? I don't know. It's quite disgusting and fascinating at the same time. If you're a scientist, please let me know if this is even possible. I know it's not. It's magical, right? But whatever. Go ahead and add AfroTales cast and um, let me know what you think about this drum. They'll probably have to use thousands of them, right? Thousands upon thousands of lice to make a drum out of it. Anyway, so when I was reading this, some things popped in my head from memory. And if you've ever watched um, Tale of Tales, the movie Tale of Tales, and um, the storyteller on Amazon, both of them have stories that are very similar to this. On Telling Tales, it's called The Flea, where a man, an ogre-ish type of man, has to identify what a skin is. Well, men in the kingdom have to identify what a skin is, and he, this ogre-ish man does. It's a flea, and she's wedded to him, and he takes him, her to his home. All kind of stuff ensues. It's a great. That's on Tale of Tales. It's horror and fantasy and fairy tale. It is a great movie. Go watch it. Now, on the storyteller, you have Sap Sorrow, who is this princess that is fated to marry her father. She leaves. She runs away. She becomes this kind of um, maidservant, this horrific looking maidservant uh, in disguise. And she meets the, uh, a new princess. I mean, a new prince. I'm sorry. And, well, she, hey, could have been a princess. You know what I mean? Hey, no shame. <laughs> Whichever way, you know, she wanted her to go with it. But in the story, it was a prince, all right? And uses some dresses that she had made and the golden ring to then become his bride, um, subverting his uh, uh, suitors. Um, the princesses that were um, after him. So it has like a little bit of both of those uh, shows, movies. Um, and it's awesome to me. I love her willingness to do what she wanted to do. You know, like when I think about my girls and I think about them being in control of who they are with and what they do in their life. This is what I'm talking about. You know, she got Delta Raw deal. She handled it. Um, I don't appreciate that she murdered a guy, but hey, you know, she had to get away. 
you know, and she took control of her future. She took control of her destiny and she made it happen. She's found a man she wanted and she didn't do anything to the, the girl, the, the fiance. She just walked past and let him know like, Hey, you was looking for a princess and (laughs) I'm here. What you going to do? You can get with it or get lost. And he got with it and got it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So that's just awesome. There's not a lot to this story, but the little bit there is just says a lot, especially to the women in the world, the young women in the world. You choose your destiny. If my girls are listening to this, daddy says, choose your destiny. You are in control of that. You choose who you want to be with if you want to be with anybody, male or female. Daddy's going to love you no matter what you do. Don't rush to make daddy a granddaddy. That's all I ask. (laughs) But anyway, um, another great story. And as I always ask you to do, go see Chef. He has a wonderful recipe for you. Go share this story with your girls and your family. It's a great story for them to listen to. And come back for the next ones. You know? So until I see you again, or I should say, until we are on another fantastic voyage, as always, have a blessed day. Welcome, my friends, to the galley. I am your chef, chef, and today I have a wonderful meal inspired by the story you have just heard. Today, we will be making Panamanian Sancocho. Now, what will you need for this recipe? Nine cups of water, one whole chicken, two plantains, or plantains, peeled and cut into two inch pieces. One onion chopped. Half a cup chopped fresh cilantro. Five cloves of garlic chopped. One and a half teaspoons of salt. Three pounds of yucca, that is cassava root, peeled and cut into one inch cubes. Six small red potatoes, quarter. One 15 ounce can of corn, drained. Now, how do we put this together? Easy. Combine the water, chicken, plantains, onion, cilantro, garlic, and the salt in a large pot. I know this is a lot. Bring to a boil. Reduce to a medium heat. Cook until the chicken is no longer pink at the bone and the juices run clear. About 45 minutes should do. Insert a instant read thermometer into the thickest part of the chicken thigh near the bone. Should read 165 degrees Fahrenheit or 74 degrees Celsius. If this is true, 
remove the chicken and let cool. Now add the yolka, potatoes and corn to the soup. Cook over a medium heat until the yolko and potatoes are softened. About 30 minutes should do. Discard the chicken skin and bone. Place the meat back into the soup. Stir to combine. And that is it my friend. Now go do what you do. Make this recipe yours. And until I have another wonderful recipe for you, remember the story of the Laos throne and the princess. And until next time, my friend, as always, enjoy. Thank you for joining us on this voyage. Thanks to Art by Chalet for the logo, episode, and t-shirt designs. You may also get a t-shirt and other items on tpublic.com. You can contact me on all socials at AfroTalesCast. That's Afro, T-A-L-E-S, cast. And email me at AfroTalesPodcast at Yahoo.com. You may also become a benefactor by simply sharing with any and everyone, giving a thumbs up, or rating in your podcast app of choice. If you wish to donate, I am on Patreon and coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com. So, until we meet again, may your winds be fair and your seas follow. <laughs>